Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Welcome to the Matcha Talk podcast with me, Samia of Sunnah Living. I am here every Monday to have a down-to-earth, real conversation with you. This is a beautiful morning. I have my warm matcha latte ready to go and a topic I'm burning to talk about. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Matcha Talk podcast. This is your host, Samia. And today, we're talking about a video that my mom sent me on WhatsApp. Are you family the same? I mean, maybe not your mom, maybe somebody else in your family and the dreaded WhatsApp. I know that there are different platforms out there, but really WhatsApp is the one that's really famous in Pakistan. And that's the one that my family has. And honestly, sometimes I want to delete it completely. It's just very overwhelming, bunch of messages and forwarded messages and all this stuff that happens. I actually had to remove myself from a group because there was just too much forwarding happening. And I wrote to them and I was like, hey, I want to be in touch with you guys, uh, but this is just too much. Is there any way that you can cut it down? The lady continued. I was like, well, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> so I left. Um, and I think that's basically what most of the groups on WhatsApp are. They're just random groups created where no one really knows each other. No one really cares about each other's feelings. They just feel like, oh, I want to share these things too for X, Y, and Z reason. So I, as you can probably tell, I'm not a big fan of WhatsApp, but I do have it because I do keep in touch with people. <laughs> it's generally my family. And if a friend of mine texts me on there, like we don't have an agreement already, or if someone texts me there for the first time because somehow they got that notification that I am on WhatsApp, I genuinely get annoyed. Before, actually, I when I had my henna business, there was a client who did that to me. I accidentally connected my contacts to WhatsApp. I actually don't because of this very reason. And she had a notification that, oh, yeah, Samia, the henna fixation lady is on WhatsApp. So she sent me a message there and I completely ignored it. I'm like, no, our form of communication is regular text messaging and not WhatsApp. Okay, so this episode was not talking, uh, was not about to be talking bad about WhatsApp. Uh, so let's go back to the topic. So this was one video that my mom sent me on WhatsApp. One of the forwarded videos, obviously, but this was a beneficial one. And I just saw it and it mentioned that there was a sheikh, a person of knowledge. They were in a group gathering and they were sitting down. Everyone was sitting down in a room and he's, uh, it's all in Arabic. So I cannot, I don't know what he's saying. But he's giving uh, some sort of a message and people are listening to him in respect. And suddenly he basically pauses and freezes and everyone kind of panics. And this is how he passed away. And this was a video that came up and that made me pause for a minute and really think about what my relationship with death is, what I think of death. What is death to me? Uh, I understand what is death supposed to be for a believer, someone who is actively trying to better their relationship with Allah. But what is it to me? And how can I understand my relationship with Allah through death? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I am actually, I don't know if it is at a good place or a bad place. I am a little bit confused about the whole thing. But before I get to that, I just want to do a quick comment because a friend of mine on Instagram, she responded to the story in which I mentioned this briefly. And and she said how people are kind of like, you know, how she felt uncomfortable with the idea of people sharing the video of someone else dying. 
And just a thought out there, I think it's a really good point. I mean, how do you protect that privacy? At what point is that no longer valid? I mean, I suppose I understand if that happened in front of a lot of people and it was like a public event, that's okay. But what if it's private? Is that okay? Like, where do we draw the line for that? And actually, I just want to quickly, oh God, I'm just having so many tangents today because death is a very interesting topic. I see, uh, you know, when I compare the idea of death and its representation online or on TV or something like that, in the US, it's very limited. Like, you don't really see gory scenes. If a person is to pass away, they normally have a picture of, you know, their happiness or a smiling face or something like that. But I noticed that in Pakistan, at least on Facebook, people just share the death, uh, you know, the face of a dead person that they're lying on their on their deathbed and things like that, which I find really, really interesting. And I'm sure different cultures are different. And in the US, I know that you can view anything that you want. Basically, you just have to go to specific places to view it. So it's not something that is in your face. It's always something either that's blurred out, censored, or just not shown, period. So I thought that was a very interesting perspective. And I would like to know what you think about it. Do you think people should be sharing images like that of people dying or where do you draw that line i would love to hear from you we can have that conversation all right so let's get back to what i thought when i saw that video of death there was actually there was a time probably a number of years ago i was i'm not sure but i know that i was in the bed and probably i was waking up or either could not sleep and i started watching these videos about people dying i know that sounds morbid but hang on though, I was watching those videos and it was just people living their daily life. Generally, um, a lot of them were like in the public spaces. So there were sportsmen and such like that. I remember when he was playing soccer, he just doubles over and falls down. And obviously there's like one really big one. I don't know that much about it. Um, it is on wrestling or something and that guy just dies there. So there were a lot of a compilation of those videos and I saw them. And it's one of those things that you just keep watching and you just can't stop because you realize the reality of the whole thing, you know? And the Prophet said that we should remember death 70 times a day. Um, I believe that was the hadith was. I don't rehearse these matcha talks. This is something that just happens. It's a random conversation. We're getting together and talking about it. So I don't, I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly if that's the exact hadith or not. But I do remember that you're supposed to remember death uh, a lot. And the whole, if there's number 70 is there, the whole idea is a lot. It's not necessarily let me sit down and write down death like 50 times or 70 times on a piece of paper, but that you should be constantly thinking of death. And he also said that death is the way that uh, erase uh, death erases pleasures kind of like you know if you're really involved in something that is oh my god this is amazing suddenly remember death and that that kind of takes it away and the whole idea again is not to be morbid it's not to just, you know, bring down everybody in the group. It's not to just be depressed and sad all the time. And it's not to make plans because, oh my God, we're just going to die anyway. But it's the idea of reckoning, idea of I am one day going to meet my creator. That death, whatever I am doing right now, have I prepared for death? Every day that I'm doing something, if I die right now, how is it going to be? to go as far as I know you know what I'm saying so it is something that you're supposed to really think hard about and this is exactly what I was trying to say about my relationship with death because I don't know I you know I think about it and and I know that there were companions who were 
looking forward to it in a way because they they just wanted to meet their creator and especially after the Prophet Sallam passed away they were kind of waiting because they knew that when they pass away then inshallah they will be reunited with Allah's messenger so they were in that space and and as much as I want to be, I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, yes, that's what I want. I want to meet Allah in the best possible and the most beautiful way. I want to see him. I want to see his gardens. I want to I want to be completely encompassed in his mercy. I want to, you know, sometimes maybe once, at least once in your life, if you've had that connection with Allah, like even if for a second, you're like, wow, I am so deeply feeling this whether it's a lecture or a gathering or a talk or even in prayer maybe it's like a ramadan prayer uh you know or just just like a moment in a day like seriously i know that 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 if i I can remember that moment i would do a lot to get back to it because that moment is so precious it's like that it's Allah's, you know, it's like you, you just, your heart is just bursting with Iman. And that is something that I wish we could have all the time. And that's what I imagine the companions to be kind of like. And then I imagine the prophets to be like, you know, 10,000 that because they had that direct connection with Allah. And they could see and know and all those things a lot more than we can. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, I can go back to it. And I really would love to be able to do that again. And, and so this is what I imagine people, righteous people to be, in and and if they're in that state then i mean oh yes i would love to die right now and meet Allah and and just you know end this whole charade that we have going on in this world where everything is just an illusion essentially just be done with it and just move on but i'm not there and so a part of me feels afraid because i know the reality of myself I know my own weaknesses. I know the places where I have gone against myself. I have maybe transgressed against myself. And I know that I have transgressed against other people to some extent. Um, May Allah protect us from doing any of that. But I mean, you know, at some level, we have been involved in that uh, because we are faulty human beings. We are meant to make mistakes and we ask forgiveness. And that is like a clean, clean slate and we can get back to it. And so this is, you do see, this is where I am. It's like, I want, I want to meet Allah, but I'm afraid because of my past, my present, you know, and Allah knows my future. I don't know where that future is going to take me, but I am afraid of all of that. Um, I mean, you know, oh gosh, if I could, if I can think about it, absolutely. I would love to meet all of the prophets uh, in Jannah, you know, wouldn't that be amazing? Like you just go up there and be like, oh, hey, Isa how are you? What was all that about? How did that go? And then you see Musa al-Islam, you're like, whoa, like, how was it when you faced Fir'aun? Like, was it really intense? Like, it has to be intense. Uh, I mean, you know, all that stuff. So I would love to chat with them and really spend time with them and get to know them. And like, that will be so, so beautiful. And obviously for, for those people who Allah selects and they will, they will get to see his face, um, you know, quotation mark, whatever that means, his nur, uh, who he is, how he is, um, they will get to see him. They will get to meet him and just be there where he is in his essence because Allah is nur and, um, you know, kind of like Adam Salam, he was in Jannah and he was like hanging out and life was good. <laughs> so I think about that and I want that. I, 
And especially like, can you imagine if you enter into Jannah and there are all these people from your ancestors or maybe like if you're a convert or something and then you have like somebody like, I don't know, fifth or sixth or seventh generation back, they accepted Islam and that's why you are, or, or maybe they did a good deed, which Allah accepted. And because of that good deed, you became a Muslim. Um, I mean, just, just imagine that and you can just be like, oh, hey, what, what are you doing here? And you have this conversation. And it's beautiful. Like I absolutely, I think you probably feel the same. Like we would love that. We would. That would be the ideal. The ideal is this is the ideal, right? That the moment we pass away. So we're taking a final breath. <clears throat> excuse me. And the angel of death comes, Malakul Maut, and um, and he has a really beautiful and pleasant face. And we meet him, and he's like, "Hey, you did good, bro." And then he he takes a soul from a body and that is welcomed by a parade of angels who carry your soul and uh, up to the heavens. And, and when you are in the gravesite and, and the angels come down and they ask you questions, it is a pleasant situation. You can basically smell Jannah. The breeze of Jannah is right there. And you answer those questions with complete ease and complete assurance. And um, and when they mention the Prophet, do you know this man? You're like, yeah, I know this man. And you mention that and he recognizes you and you recognize him. And, um, you know, all of those good things. And obviously, we believe that if you are uh, people of other faiths, so let's say that, you know, people of other faiths who did not receive that message of Prophet um, in another time period or whatever, and they will be presented with the messenger that they're supposed to believe in. And they see that person, they're like, oh, yeah, Isa, of course, or Musa, Islam, you know, like, uh, anyways, I'm getting carried away. But that, that it would be the ideal, like the, the, the grave is perfect. And then when everyone comes uh, back to life, when everyone's resurrected, everything is smooth and you don't feel that much fear. You are in the presence of Allah's mercy. You are in his shade and you are just walking normally. You're walking with dignity. You have not done anything in your life that, that you know, puts you in a position where you wake up deformed or things like that. Like everything is great. And you just go cross the bridge of, of, um, Surat, uh, when you're going to crotch, uh, cross over the hellfire, like everything is great and beautiful and you enter Jannah, you meet everyone. Like this, this is the ideal. And if I could see that in front of me, if I could say, oh my God, yes, I know that this will happen to me. Like I know, I know this is it. Then yes, I would be, I would be so excited. But I mean, we don't know. And there's a wisdom behind that, that we don't know. I mean, even the companions who basically knew, the 10 companions who were told that you are walking, uh, you're going to be in Jannah. Especially if, remember with Bilal Ta'ala, there is a hadith which Prophet comes and said, hey, I, you know, to Bilal Ta'ala, I heard his footsteps in Jannah. Like he heard them. And people like that, you know, even they, they strived, they worked hard. They, they, I think, I, I'm not sure about this. I have not read this or, or whatever, but I imagine that like if someone was to say, if that was me, the Prophet was talking to me and he was like, Hey, Samia is guaranteed Jannah. Then I'd be like, Oh my God. Okay. At this moment, I'm set, right? Like at this moment, if at this second, if I die right now, I'm done. Like this is good. Like this is as good as it can get. But like from anything, anything moving forward, like I need to, I need to really like try to maintain that. 
that's when the maintenance comes like you know so <laughs> that's where i would be i'm like all right so this now if i die it's great but all right you know 10 years or five years or even a year forward i'm like man i need to be maintaining this practice i need to be really working on my faith and working on my iman really working on connecting myself with allah on a daily basis and making sure that i'm serving his servants people are people that i'm supposed to serve in the best manner possible you know i will be definitely working for that so maybe maybe that's where we need to be. I mean, absolutely, we're not guaranteed Jannah. We are promised Jannah if we die on faith. We are promised Jannah if we, you know, have the kalima and if we believe in Allah, if we believe in the Messenger. Inshallah, all of the believers will enter Jannah, inshallah. But, I mean, we need to try, right? Like, we need to try our best so that a grave is, uh, the whole entire process of the grave is smooth, the entire day of judgment is smooth, and everything goes very, very smoothly. And we get uh, the book of deeds on our right hands. And if we get them in the right hand, then inshallah, everything after that is easier, as the Prophet ﷺ said. So my relationship with death is is like that. At times, it is scary. Uh, you know, I am afraid because, like I mentioned, I know that my own reality. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times I'm on Instagram and I and I talk to uh, quite a lot of people, alhamdulillah. And, and they DM me and stuff when you have conversations. And sometimes, sometimes there is praise involved, which really really shakes me make me feel really uncomfortable because this person is like oh my god you are this you're that you're this and and you and all you really have to do is just pull up a mirror and look at yourself and you can be like no 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 no. maybe you're right in this but geez have you looked at that though you know so you know the reality of yourself you know the only one who knows that there's a lot of things with which no one knows and you do and so those things are the ones which you think a lot uh, about often you know i think about those often and i'm like oh my god look this is this is the reality of me and i need to work on that i need to fix that i need to do this and do that um but i mean you know what death is going to come all of a sudden we're never going to be prepared for it honestly i don't think anyone who's listening will be prepared for this it just happens and even if we're given a warning uh, that oh yeah you know in, in a certain amount of time it's going to die it's going to happen I don't think that there is a person who's a believer who's going to be 100% prepared for it. But we know the Prophet said that when we pass away, when we are on our deathbeds, basically, we, and even now, we need to have a good opinion of Allah. Allah is to us what we believe Him to be. So have a good opinion of Him. I know that Allah is merciful. I know that He's forgiving. I know that if I just ask Allah right now, Ya Allah, please forgive me for all the things that i've done and help me to become better help me become somebody who's closer to you like he listened to that like he's like oh look you know someone who believes in me is asking me for this and i know that he's there for that you know inshallah allah is going to provide and answer that dua so that that is who allah is to me and and actually uh that episode is going to come out later for the other podcast that I have with Kutsia, which is called the Soulful Latte Podcast. And we actually um, interviewed Sister Noor or Sister Hidayah, I apologize. Uh, that's her name on Instagram. Um, I will link her down below. 
um, in the in the show notes. I, I'm saying down below because I'm used to the YouTube versions. But yes, I will actually have her linked in the show notes for this video, uh, for this podcast. But yes, um, she mentioned something like that. You know, when we were talking about faith and how it is and everything, and she mentioned that it is so important to know who Allah is. That if, if we're feeling a little bit lost and if we're feeling a little bit uncertain or, or we're going through these ups and downs of of in iman in faith then it is very important for us to come back and understand who allah is get to know him his names and attributes and that really helps to recharge yourself to get your iman going again to be like oh look this is this is the one who i worship this is the one who created me this is the one who is ultimately responsible for everything so and so that drives in you that motivation to be like oh this 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 is who i worship there's no one else who deserves worship than allah he is the one and he's the only one who does that and so then you're like all right how should i go about it what what do i need to do next because i'm feeling this right now and i think that's really important too so probably a way to prepare for death then would be to constantly know who allah is be constantly be learning about him and obviously we need we we are to read the Quran every single day which is the letter he has written to our to us in a way a book that he sent down to to us so we're supposed to read that and that is his words that is something that he wants us to know and just to to read what he wrote essentially and to to know about you know the author essentially like that's how you begin begin to really know about a subject so yes a one way to be prepared for death would be then to really get to know who Allah is and to be in the constant remembrance of him and everything like that. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about by the end of this conversation. I'm not sure if I'm ready for death or not, but I do know what I would like if I was to die soon. And that would be it. So I just want to take a little moment right now to say that after the recording of this episode, inshallah, I'm going to make the offer all of you guys, all of you who are listening, who are not listening, who are struggling, who are going through some things, who are um, not only going through something, but who are celebrating something, who are making moves, making things happen in their lives um, or in the community, who are going through illnesses, family matters, all of those things. I'm going to make the offer all of you guys. That, you know, in the end, that inshallah, Allah grants us forgiveness and his nearness. And he prepares us for our final moment. And that our final moment is upon Tawheed. Um, and after you listen to this, if you would please make dua for everyone. And also for me. Um, I'm not sure where I will be when this episode is released. But wherever I will be, I hope that you'll make dua for me. To say that I will do which is good and that I will, if I'm not in this world, then that Allah forgives me and and all of the things, you know. It's really strange to even talk like this right now. But really, I mean, I think in a way that's how we have to live, don't we? To be constantly ready for that moment and just thinking about that moment and and just trying your best to be ready. That's what I meant to say. Well, this was my episode for today. So I asked you earlier for a question and that was, what was the question? Ah, yes. The question was, what do you think? Um, should we be sharing images or videos of people who have passed away or like not who have passed away, but who are dying? Um, at what point do we draw the line? 
I would love to hear your thoughts on my Instagram account at Sunnaliving. For this episode, I did not have a submission for a reflective story. And I realize I haven't really mentioned it a lot in the other episodes. I just mentioned it basically once. So I'm going to mention it again and invite you to please share your story. Just like today, I saw something, a video, and that prompted a thought, uh, something that I that made me think about Allah and such like that. And I would love to get that from you. There was one thing that happened in your life recently or a long time ago, doesn't matter, where you just had a moment where you're like, wow, you know, that little, little moment that you get. Um, if you could... Uh, definitely tell me that story i want to share this with everyone because i feel that gives everyone like a boost of positivity and to start the day off to start the week off and really really know who allah is and how he works in so many different people's lives so you can submit that story it is on the website i will have that link in the show notes as well but more, uh, you can actually access it at www.sunnahliving.com, S-U-N-N-A-H.com forward slash matcha talk. So that's matcha hyphen talk. And under there, you can definitely submit your story. And I would love, love to hear it, to read it, and to share it, inshallah. And um, this is it for the episode for the day. I will see you guys next week. Okay, this is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Also, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Sunna Living and on my blog sunnaliving.com where I have more content about topics similar to today. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead. Until next time, assalamu alaikum.